Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast, episode 366. I'm Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot. <laughs> 365 was a lot, but 366, I feel like it's a tipping point. It is a tipping point. We've done 50-some spoilers, so we're in the yeah, four-some things. Easily over four. Easy. Mm. Easily. Um, we got a lot to talk we about. We have a lot today. to We're talk gonna about. We're going to do Fate of the Furious, Power Rangers again, Col- Colossal. Uh, there's a lot of movie talk coming your way. I believe there was a little some sort of uh, star space trailer. A star came, space a, trailer? Some kind of space creatures some, trailer. Some, that some came Trekkie out. Wars thing? Some tre- Trekkie Wars, yeah. There was some sort of uh, space trek or something mm-hmm. that came out. I believe we're going to discuss a about A bit of a that. tease. A little bit of a tease from mm-hmm. a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a movie about a riot yes. we're going to talk about. And uh, we also want to thank everybody uh, for the Patreon. You guys have been... Jumping in on that, which has been fantastic. Just to let you know how Patreon works. So, everyone, uh, you'll get billed at the first of the month. So, if you just, so all of you that joined in March, you were billed uh, April 1st. And those who, who are joining in April, you get billed May 1st. So, this month, uh, the month that you, you won't get your uh, you won't get your card charged and you won't get your access to your re, your bonus stuff until the following month, until after your card is charged. Now, however, the exception to that is, don't you get access to the feed right away? Like, yes, you do get as- access to the feed right away. So um, we've been doing the patron only posts. We've been doing yep. the polls and everything. Uh, and since we're going to talk about Colossal today, there's a Colossal poll on there. Yes. And, and maybe today we'll do a uh, Best Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that poll on the Patreon page. Mm-hmm. There's been eight of them, and they're yeah. all fantastic. And um, mm, You're forgetting about the first few. Oh, they were great, Chris. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to discuss whether, you know, the importance of family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very important. It's very important, and you, also it's not something you should turn your back on. No, no, and you'll get, uh, and also the bonus uh, podcast we're gonna release this month that'll come out probably in about a week. We're recording it. Uh, we're recording it this tonight. evening mm-hmm. uh, with Neil T. Weekly. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening, and the th- monthly weekly film news. <laughs> <laughs> we need a we need a longer more uh, c- cumbersome name. Yes, the yeah. the uh, biannual weekly monthly news. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. On the hour, every hour. Yeah. Um, so let us introduce our guest, another first-time guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gentleman runs one of my favorite uh, stand-up shows. It's also become a TV thing. He'll explain it in more detail. The set list, and uh, he, he he's going to tell us he's got a, he's been a full-time photographer and he's got a little filmmaking background. Ladies and gentlemen, Troy Conrad. Thanks. Good to be with you guys. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah. So tell us about uh, tell why well, I, I know set list. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Explain nice. to people who don't know. Okay, yeah, so Set List is a show where you walk up on stage, you, the comic, walk up on stage, you get a set list you've never seen, and it's nonsense, weird stuff, not like, hey, airplane food. No, it's like, Like, it's it's like a cat disco or something. Yeah, uh, crab dynamics, like, what does that mean, right? (laughs) It's all meaningless stuff, and then we get to see what the comic makes that into. So, uh, it's usually like, you know, four or five topics, they go uh, up on the screen one at a time, right behind the comic. So, literally... The performer sees the topic at the same time the audience does. Mm-hmm. So you're just, you're winging it with zero seconds to prepare. Not like, oh, you get like 30 seconds to prepare, like zero seconds. No, you. I love it. I've All done instinct. It, I've done it two or three mm-hmm. times, I think. And and the last time was at um, Meltdown. Yeah. And I just love it. You just turn oh, over man. your shoulder and it's like, okay. And then right, you, this and, is what we're talking about. And I love, 
the the premise that everyone plays along with, you do it as though yes, I've been doing crab dynamics. My this is my crab dynamics bit. Yeah, for ten years <laughs> you've been doing years. it on cruise ships, uh, <laughs> colleges around the country. Yeah, and you're you're bored with it by now. Yeah, like that. If you if you embrace that premise, it changes the entire way the game is played. Because now it's not, what can I think of on, like, it's that's a backwards way of doing it. Right. But if it's like, oh, I've been doing this forever, let me tell you guys. Then you just dive in. And you're a commitment guy. Like, you just dive fully in. And it's really fun to watch that. I'm telling you, it's, it's one of my most favorite stand-up shows to do. I mean, obviously, there's great stand-up shows, and oh, they always get a good audience, or it's cool. But the the fact that you've been doing this how many years now? Uh, the October, September, October, seven year seven. Mm-hmm. So you've built up a following. The majority of the audience has seen these before and loves it, and then there's a handful of people who have probably heard about it. So you you have this audience that's just like sitting there wide-eyed at the yeah. edge of their seat, like, oh, what are they going to do? Yeah. And I love it, and I loved watching the other comics. Like their how they were going to commit to it. Like yeah. The show I think I did was with Todd Glass. Oh right, right. So he he does it and Todd Glass style. Yes. Todd actually finds uh, he's he's unique in that he finds a way to not do the show very creatively every time. Like so the last time he did it, um, he had a guy he had uh, Cody running sound effects. Uh, and he was pretending, you know, he was pretending it was his act, but he was like doing silly punch, like, hey, that's a, what about that? And he was just all these sound effects. It, and he was still doing the show, but not doing the show. And it was amazing. So every time he does that, it's fantastic. Like, and only Todd Glass could get away with that. Anyone, <laughs> any other comic, you'd be yeah. like, dude, you're not playing along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd exactly. be like, you can't do the show anymore. Literally, there's zero people who can do that. Yeah. Except for Todd. <laughs> it's so true. Who can do it in such a way that. It, it, it's such a fine line of him, like, if you didn't know Todd and if he wasn't so skilled at doing that, you'd be like, oh, this guy's just trying to blow up my show. He's being a dick. Right, right, he's right, not right. Play, He's trying to yes. blow. He doesn't want to, ooh, he's a comic who won't play he's along. Too Fuck cool. you then. Yeah. You're not doing the show. Right, right, right. But Todd, you want you want to watch oh, his so engaging. insane brain yes. work. Yeah, and it's pure Todd. It's pure like, Todd. And that's one of the things about the show is it does tend to bring out, like, the the – the personality of the comic like you really see the point of view of every comic because it's just them and instinct you know it's right it's it's like golf you versus the course instead of you versus another team or a thing like like it's it's just you up there like with group improv you got somebody to save you and the better you get at improv the better people you're working with and the better they're at a good you know right. they're better at saving you but with this it's just you out there so it's so you feel it, you know. It's solo. You and the, feel that pit in your stomach. It's great, and the crowd is pretty forgiving. But how many oh yeah. topics is it like per comic? Uh, usually, like four or five topics a comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, unless you're Greg Proops, which he goes like he does like these amazing or Emo Phillips too one-liners where it's just like he, he might get 15 in the same right. amount of time everyone else does. Five. <laughs> I think one time we gave Proops like 22 topics. Oh my god. Um. And and it's like these insane one lines where you go, oh my god, that's that's worthy of like you spent a year writing that. Like, and emo is uh, very similar in that way. Like he's just mm-hmm. he just looks at it for two seconds and he comes up with this line. You go, oh my god. One uh, emo Phillips. One time we gave him uh, his topic was Tom Jonestown. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he uh, if I remember this, he looked at it and then he looked out at the audience and he said, you know. It's 
uh, something like, it's great to have a way to get rid of your groupies. Something like that. I was like, how did you do that, wow. dude? How did you do that? And I'm not even doing it justice. Like, it was <laughs> even better than what I'm saying. Wow. But it was something like, it was incredible. And so now it's become a TV show or what? Uh, it a TV show. It was a TV show in 2012 uh, in the UK and Australia. And it went into reruns in Australia. Um, and we were on after Boardwalk Empire. Uh, it's like their HBO, Sky Atlantic. Right. So basically Rupert Murdoch bought it. And then his distribution company brought it over to Australia. And uh, we just we do like two months a year of live shows in Australia. And uh, and then we have a run at the Soho Theater in London coming up. So it's still, you know, it's still now. When uh, you do that, are you just doing local comics, or do some of people come over from the states? No, or? no, it's it's London. It's like big name London comics. Oh, right. Yeah, like uh, you remember Rich Hall? Yeah. yeah. Oh God, Sniglets. I, <clears throat> I love yes, yeah, Sniglets. Mm-hmm. I love Rich Hall, and so he he tries to do every show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's and he's a, he's by the way huge in the UK, like massive really? celebrity. Did he move over there? He moved there like. Probably thirty years ago, twenty years ago. Oh wow! And we, he, he lives. He doesn't ever perform in the states. He has a house in Montana. Comes in the summer, mm-hmm. and then goes back there and works wow. and, and sells out. You know, he's a guy that sells out like five thousand seat places wow. in, in a week. Yeah. So, so Troy. Now, also, you said you have a filmmaking background too. Yeah. So I made. Uh, I when I came out here, I started making shorts and I did a bunch of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I made a film with Eddie Pepitone. Uh, I, I directed and produced a film called Runyon Just Above Sunset, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it, so it's it's Eddie Peptone. It's about uh, the park. <clears throat> it's it's, <laughs> it's a Ed, hiking film. <laughs> it's actually Eddie uh, trying to climb Runyon Canyon to get to the chair, as if it's Mount Everest. <laughs> so it takes him five days. Uh, he has an expe- expedition leader, Jim Earl. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see his Sherpa. He has a Sherpa that was uh, Paul Kozlowski. Played a Sherpa. <laughs> um, he had uh, 100 pounds of gear, and and we we shot this as like a five episode series, and then Funnier Die picked it up, and and it, and it became a really it was really great. Then we put it together as a as like a half hour film, mm-hmm. and then and we submitted it to two film festivals, and it got into both, and it won at both. So we were super psyched. It got into Mockfest, which because it's a mockumentary, right? Um, it won uh, best best short, and Eddie won best actor. And then we did the Burbank International Film Festival, and it, and Eddie, let's see, I think, yeah, it won best short. Oh, that's right. That. So, um, so it it was uh, it was a blast to work on. But Eddie is just so easy. I think you could just follow him around, and you'd have a movie. Oh like, yeah. But him like just bitter Buddha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But you could make that movie again and again because right. he's he's a, he's, he's just amazing. he's a, he's a muse for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie's one of those guys. Whenever I see him, I laugh and I riff and like he's he's a he's unbelievable. He's a very unique. Unique. He's probably pretty good at set lists. I would. Imagine. Oh, he's incredible. He did the TV show. <laughs> oh, he did really? the same episode oh. Robin Williams was on, and Robin oh, wow. wanted him on it, and 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 like sat in the back just. Laughing and laughing at, oh, at Eddie, great. like just loves Eddie. Wanted him around him all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get into let's some get movies. Into let's. So we got to talk about Fate of the Furious. Oh my wow. god! 
this movie was exactly what you thought it was going to be. Did there's not like, disappoint. There's, yeah, there's, there, there was no buyer's remorse there's, for this movie. It is the it is the comedy of the year. This is and the uh, best comedy that's been released thus far in 2017. Oh my God. And really is, it, you could tell, like, here's the formula. Don't you stray one inch from this formula. There, I, I just picture on set 100 Universal executives. Don't change one thing. Here's the formula. Uh, crazy cars, hot women, and um, muscle shirts. Muscle shirts. There you go. And all this dialogue. So I, my girlfriend and I went to see the movie last night, and we live tweeted each time the word family was used. Right. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I think Charlize Theron's head, she said it the most. Mm-hmm. We counted 14. Wow. 14 times the word family is said. Um, More and, than Dominic Torello? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Charlie's Theron says it the most. For some wow. reason, she keeps going, oh, your little family. She's throwing it back in his she's, face. She is. Yeah. She's talking. She's her, the villain. She's a villain. She mm-hmm. thinks his family is, is nonsense. Um, and uh, so that was fun to live tweet that. Oh, <laughs> and, my gosh. Uh, and Vanessa Thomas, who... who uh, is in the documentary. She goes. However, shame on you for using your device while watching a movie. Well, let me. This is what I was going to say. Because she said that she tweets. She goes, Graham, are you really tweeting during the movie? Say it ain't so. And both me and Lindsay, my girlfriend, responded, "We're at the food movie, and they have this back right section where it's literally these two seats all alone, and we we buy the tickets way in advance, so we get those. So we have mm-hmm. our own little premium VIP box. Mm-hmm. So we were tweeting back there. We weren't disrupting anybody. Okay. No yeah. one saw the screen. Oh, okay, I'm nice. not an ass. Right. I'm not. I'm not the All worst right. person <laughs> ever. Um, so, but we were laughing. It was so much fun because someone would say it, and then we go, "Oh, we pick uh, up our phones because yeah. she was keeping mm-hmm. track too." Now, Jason That's Statham amazing. almost steals the movie. Oh my he's, God, he's he is great. so good in this movie. And you realize, like, o- over the years, how they've added stars, but then, like, the stars don't drop off. They just stay with each one. Yeah. Like, Kurt you know, Russell. You forget that The Rock and Kurt I Russell weren't in the first few. No. You know, but every time they're in one, they're going to be in the next one. So you've got The Rock, Kurt Russell, you've got Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, and. Uh, um, you've got all of them as like, you know, one by one, Jason Statham. And then even, I think it was Luke Evans that plays right. the brother, right? Yeah. And then Helen Mirren. Oh my God, Helen Mirren plays <laughs> Jason Statham's uh, mom. Yeah. Wow. So eventually these guys are going to merge with the Expendables. Like the Fast and Furious really, Expendables. It really, is, should. It, it really right? does feel like a car Expendables at some point. <laughs> it, is, it really is. It's, Fast and Expendable? Yeah, it really, it really feels like. It's because you're, you're adding all of these people together and you're like, all right, well now The Rock needs some screen time. Now Jason Statham needs some screen time. And, you know, my favorite part of these movies is seeing uh, The Rock punch Vin Diesel. So I can't oh. say this is my favorite one because it didn't have enough of that in it. But uh, but there's a fight with a baby. Oh God! In this movie. Jason Statham is holding a baby on a plane. Yeah, or and, and he's, and he's, he's oh, in the great. middle of a fight. It, it's like it's like I, I gotta give oh. the uh, Chris Morgan the screenwriter credit, like just because. You're like, all right, well, how much crazier can they make it? No, no, here's something you haven't seen yet. And uh, there's stuff about with driverless cars and oh, all God. this. You know, the, the, you know, as you can see in the trailer, there's car versus submarine. Oh, that's <laughs> being chased by the submarine on yeah. a polar ice cap or whatever. It's great. It's my favorite thing. And this is why. The only thing that would have made it better is if they drove through the ice hotel from uh, like one of those James Bond movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was so. Here's the thing that you make such a great point. This movie just knows what it's supposed to do because right. the director F. Gary Gray. So he's done nine features, and one of them was the Italian job, right? But he also just did Straight Outta Compton, yes. this Oscar, you know, <laughs> nominated yeah. film, and yet, so he, he's a he's a very good director, I yeah. think, and he knows though. 
if you what look at this, at, is he's you, done Friday. He's done set it off. He's done right. the negotiator. He's done a man of parties. Wow. Done Italian job. Like very kind of a varied bunch of genres that he's done. So he knows. Okay, wow. I'm not gonna. I don't need. This isn't a character piece. Like, no, this is, it this isn't. Is right, just, it isn't. Oh, but I love that. It's though. a family piece. It's great. It's, it's a family. family. It's all family, family man. Family. Uh, I took. Uh, by the way, I took our 12 year old to see it. She absolutely loved it, and. Uh, uh, because it was really, it's kind of that sweet spot too. Like we can really enjoy it, but if you're like a 13, 12, oh. 13 year old, you're gonna like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's fantastic, and it, it's. So... I wanted to see car versus helicopter. We haven't quite wow. gotten there yet. They left, but, you yeah. know, they left Something it open. For, yeah, <laughs> they always leave these movies open. There's always a like, uh, well, is there a yeah. maybe? Mm-hmm. Well, was there anything in go- as good in this one as when I forget which whip, uh, which film they dragged the safe through the streets? That was, it was five. in Brazil. I, I had to be like five. That was, I think, one of the turning points of the franchise when we just went, you know what? Nope. We're going to make them ridiculous and silly from now on. And that's when I think they really like they've always made money, these right. movies. But that brought the the franchise to like a whole nother. It brought level. a bunch yeah. of people like yeah. us on because like you yeah. said, the first one or two, they were I think they, they were took like, it a little more seriously. Like, this is for real, man. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this car this is race. Right. Cars, this, yeah. is for, this is a real that's world. So <laughs> serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> so and then just the fact that they are now into international Covert ops and espionage. And actually great. shooting in Cuba. They shot in Cuba, which was oh, cool. Wow. And Kurt Russell. He's so great. He's so fan. He shows up as just this CIA guy. They literally call Mr. Nobody. Right. And he's always just he like. An assistant. Who's a, who's a tool? And Kurt Russell's just like, look, gang, we, look, we got a covert op guy. And there's. Yeah. A, it's a, and, and I love the computers. Uh. How somebody just types, they just click, 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 I'm in. Like, and right. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. That, that, all you need to oh, hack yeah. is a keyboard. That's and it. And Wi-Fi. the coolest of graphics pop up right. on how they break oh, yeah. in. It's yeah. just... And then whoever types fastest can beat the other hacker on the other side that's trying to hack, that you're trying sure. to counter hack. And right. the way they they do this brilliant thing. And of, apparently you could run a submarine from a, a keyboard yeah, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, they're all, everything's yeah. online. It, it's, th- these movies are cartoons. They're, they're, they're cartoons, and they're great, and they're fun, and they're big summer popcorn blockbustery movies. But we got one in April. We got one in April with a $250 million budget, right. but apparently mm-hmm. it's close to, if it hasn't already, breaking the opening weekend set by... Uh, Force Awakens, which is over five hundred or six hundred million dollars for the weekend, even though it dropped a little bit domestically, like it didn't open as high domestically as some of the other ones, but overall worldwide, it's actually higher. Yeah. So you know, the rest of the world's catching on. Wow. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. They're in on the joke. <laughs> this is our great. This yeah. is our great export. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Helen Mirren and Charlize Theron, the first wow. time they ever had Oscar winners in this yes. franchise. And you know they're going to be the next one. It's not like like whenever. That's what I love about the franchise too. When they add cast, no one goes away. No one. Like now, everyone will be in the next one, and then let's see who will add. It's so great because it was two ones ago where Jason Statham showed up at the very end. And so now he's like a cornerstone of the right. franchise right. now. So it's just like, like, you know, Michelle Rodriguez, they had to bring back. I think she was, yeah. uh, maybe she missed one or two. Maybe. Uh, you know, you lose track after a while. <laughs> but she's back, but she's not going anywhere now. <laughs> We're going to put this on the Patreon page. Yes. Your favorite Fast, Your favorite fast and Furious. Furious is, yeah. Which is the best mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, All right. So, I was going to go Power Rangers next. I, I, I got to talk okay, about okay, this movie. Okay. We've this, talked about it before, but you finally yes, got I to see it. I finally got to see it with uh, um, with, with my daughter. Um, we had family in town, so my son didn't want to just hang out with, uh, with family. So my daughter and I we went to see it. And it was a really weird movie. It was like, it's $100 million. And 
it it sets up this weird like it didn't know what kind of movie it wanted to be. That's what made it so weird. It was um, you would think when you see a Power Rangers movie, it would take less than an hour and a half before they actually became Power Rangers. <laughs> they literally weren't in their costumes for the first 90 minutes of the film. It made no sense. Like, I'm like, well, you know, it's a Power Rangers movie. I expect to see a Power Ranger before 90 minutes. Um, because the way it sets itself up like The Breakfast Club. It's a bunch of misfit high school kids, but it gets deep into their characters. So I thought... Well, that's interesting. Maybe they're going to make it a little more serious with these characters and actually give them time to uh, develop. And then when they all come together, that's where they're going to learn teamwork and all that stuff. Um, That did happen, but far too slowly. (laughs) Far too slowly. And then everything's thrown in, like piecemeal. Like, okay, well, yeah, now they have these giant zords that they climb in and some are shaped like dinosaurs and then they become Voltron at the end or but it, it just takes so long to get there. But then you have people like Brian Cranston in the movie who is really hamming it up. He's like just a, a computer graphic face that moves around. And uh, but he's acting like he's in breaking bad, you know, against all these teenagers that can barely deliver a line oh, uh so and then like we but it's because so, he was in he was in he did voices in mighty did. power rangers in 93 yes. yeah he did he was he did a couple monster voices and then you also have elizabeth banks who's hamming up she looks like she's having a blast though i have to uh, i'll give her a lot of credit but some of it's weird like like they're they threw like some adult like the first joke in the movie is about how um, you know, hey, the the cow that you just milked was a bull, and it only had one udder. Like that's the first joke you're making in a Power Rangers movie, jerking off a cow, uh, a bull. Really? Oh wow! That's that's how you open your Power Rangers movie. <laughs> so it had these weird, <laughs> really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it had strong this, material. This really weird, weird um, choices, I guess you could say, in that this movie made. Um, so I, I guess it's making some money. It was just a really weird thing because my kids didn't grow up watching the show, but the trailer was like, oh, my God, it's catnip for kids. It's like fighting and monsters bright and colors. giant. Yeah, bright, yeah, everything's bright. And then, I, you know, kids becoming superheroes. And it was it was all those things. But it was all these weird different things kind of put together. And then they actually forgot to put the Power Rangers in it until, like, the end. So wow. it, it was an odd, how, odd how do you put so together the movie. Million was, I mean, do you feel like the $100 million was spent well, or do you feel like... No. I, I, it really, it really <laughs> felt like a $40 million movie because all the effects were really just at the end oh because it took so long for them to actually get into costume and get into the giant you know, robot things. And it, I'm actually so. picturing it like The Breakfast Club and then just like the last 10 minutes they get into costume. Yeah, that's kind of what it was like. like yeah. Instead of that horrible yeah. dance sequence yeah. in The Breakfast right. yeah. Club, they just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah, then they finally got their armor that was it that was that was kind of oh how God. it uh and so it was it was oh. a really weird a movie made a lot of weird choices i have to say so uh it's, mm. it's definitely worth a look just to see like are you sure that's what you should have done in this movie like like uh like, like yeah I, I don't know it's interesting because they've had this they've had this sort of you know they keep calling it sabans and the release date was supposed to be july 26th mm-hmm. uh, july of 2016 so last right. year and then they moved it to to march and the theory was to give it room to grow. So I'm curious, like, has it, w- was that a smart, like, would have got swallowed up last summer with all the big budget movies that come out in July? Or And so was this the smart play? Because right now I, there's... I, I think it was because it's there's not a, um, a, a crappy big budget effects driven movie out right now. <laughs> 
So it fills that gap, whereas the summer is just wall to wall and back to back. So because it came I, out I, a couple I, weeks ago, because there was a there was two three weeks before Fast Eight came out. Yes, and, and this I'll tell you, part we had to see it at the second run theater, and after what two three weeks, so it did. It's not. I don't think it's doing that great. Um, so it, it definitely helped it by not being swallowed up by the summer, but at the same time, this is a huge franchise. You have some stars and you've got all these cool things you could have put in this movie. I'm not sure why um, the choices were made that were made. Well, yeah, it's interesting because it had a March 24th release date. And as mm-hmm. we said, the budget was $100 million. The opening weekend, it only did 40, but up until... And that's what, should, well, that's what the budget looked like about. So right I guess, now it says, well, according to IMDb, it's done uh, $80 million as of April 14th. What? But that's just U.S. Right. So it's probably oh, okay. probably made its money back. It's yeah, probably going to clean up overseas. Yeah, it definitely will make its money back. It was just one of those weird things where this is a huge franchise, and it, it, it was the opposite of what Fast and Furious did. Right. We're not we're not messing with this at all. We know exactly what this is. Where this is this just went in these odd, weird, different directions. Do you think there was some sort of like let's maybe reboot it, but not like there yeah? Was, that's what it yeah. felt like. It felt like uh, conflicting uh, visions, all kind of getting put together in one movie. Like no, well let's let's give the characters some depth. And we'll show these these characters, and maybe we'll start a franchise. And there was somebody else who said, "No, just show the Zords. You know, just show the oh, giant Jesus. dinosaur." And then, uh, and and neither side won. Do you think it was wise for Elizabeth Banks to become fluent in language of Eltar? I think it was extremely wise. It really gave. Uh, credence. That's, that's and what it, she did. Yes. It really gave credence to her performance and just made it feel more organic. Well, yeah, I think the Altarians <laughs> that watch this are going to really feel yeah. like it was an authentic... Uh... That's where it's getting, it's making its money back, is, uh, <laughs> is an Altar. Well, yeah. the Altar, I mean, this yeah. was their movie. I mean, this is this <laughs> yeah. celebrates their culture. Yeah. I mean, it's really fantastic. It's really, uh, it's where it's doing... So this is know. the hidden figures of Altar, right? Right. This, <laughs> this <is> the... <laughs> right. right. Yeah, so this was, uh, I was really curious to see this movie, so um, curious mm. no longer. All right, Chris. Now, next movie is Colossal. Now, Troy, you saw this movie, and like we said before, there are dueling reviews on the website. CJ hated it. Neil was lukewarm. He didn't love it, but he didn't hate it. Troy, where do you come down on this movie? All right, so uh, I'll tell you what. I wanted to leave about 10 minutes before the end of the movie. I, I sat through it. And I went, okay, look, it's, uh, it's, I can tell it's a well-made film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the acting, everything, all the elements are there. But there was something I was annoyed by, which is, if I'm watching a movie, like, it's, it's, first of all, it's not an action movie. I love, I love action movies. I'll sit through. If it's a good action movie. It's a relationship just, monster movie. Y- well, y- sort of. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not oh, real. that Here's pause. Sort of. <laughs> it's not really a monster movie at all. Mm-hmm. So if if people are going to see a, uh, to see a monster movie, I th- so so here's what happened. I hated this movie all the way through and I went, god, I don't even like I I was even had a pen out and I was just like, in case I I have some notes. All I did was write, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> Those are your like, notes. I, I wrote that four times. <laughs> And then uh, I thought you were going to say, in case I die while watching this right, movie, so, I want to write my will while right. I'm watching it. I, well, I, I was. We I was appreciate ex- the effort to try to I, take notes. I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah th- those are the notes. That's I, a, well. You're you're a big guest who does his homework. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting that there was going to be some profound message in this movie. Like there was going to be something, and and that didn't come until the end. At the end of the movie, I liked the movie. Oh. Interesting. It turned you I around. I almost left mm-hmm. because I went. I already know this is going. I know what's going to happen. Uh, this is just nonsense. 
And then all these elements came together. This movie is actually a little more profound than it looks on the surface. If you're going to see a monster movie, you're going to hate it. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know anything about the movie. I walked in cold. I wanted to just experience the movie and see it. So I didn't know. So here's what this, uh, and this is not a spoiler thing, but this is sort of what my take on what this movie is about. This monster uh, that is controlled by uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne, mm -hmm. Anne Hathaway. That's in the trailer. Yeah, yes. that's in the trailer. You mm -hmm. know that going in. Uh, so she controls this monster, and it destroys uh, Seoul, Korea. Um, she's an alcoholic. And I didn't put all these elements together, but this movie is actually about the battle for your soul in the face of addiction. And I didn't get that until the very end. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, and, and also that's why it's, the, of all cities, the monster destroys soul because it's a battle for your soul. Ah. So, so that, that was, that was, that's when sort of all these elements hit me. Cause I, I just can't, what's it about? What's it about? I, I really tried so hard and I, maybe I could have picked that up sooner. I don't know. I, I, uh, and maybe not everyone even picks this up, but um, there's a there's this there's a scene. Well, let's see. So there's a lot of this this battle that's happening in Seoul is for it, it's sort of to reclaim the the the, the life of Anne Hathaway. Uh -huh. You know, that's mm -hmm. interesting because okay. like the the director is Nacho uh, Vigalando, yeah. who who's I mean he's done like. VHS, he, he, you know, he did open windows. He doesn't have some stellar, hmm. you know, the, a lot of low budget stuff. The VHS was probably just a segment on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did well, the ABCs of death. Like, it's really hmm. hard director. So, so yeah. this movie, I mean, I don't know. Again, this is just my interpretation of it. But this, so when the whole time I was watching too, I went, oh, this is just like, um, like a Twilight Zone episode that could have been ten minutes. Right. And, and there was a Twilight Zone where there was, like, these astronauts that went to a planet and they smashed these little people. Yeah. So it was very similar in the theme to that. Um, but, you know, in the end— So stay out of the end so you can like it. Right. I don't know that everyone will like it. I, right. I, when I, I asked the uh, concession when I walked out, I went, hey, uh, so what, what was your take on this? Did you see this movie? What was your take on it? And she's like, yeah, I liked it. She goes, I guess it's doing really well. And I went, that surprises me. I wouldn't think people would like this. She goes, no, it, it, it's, I guess it's doing well. So is that true? Is this movie doing well? Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, we... Well, it had to be a lower budget. It's not a hundred million dollar budget. No, I don't think I don't think that's the case. Well, but uh, you know there are some cool monster scenes if you like monsters right. certainly. But it's not what the movie is about. Right. You know? I can't a lot seem of to find a budget online, but it, it ha apparently opening weekend it hasn't done well. It's done like hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Of dollars. I mean, mm -hmm. so I saw it uh, six o'clock at the ArcLight yesterday, and it was uh, there was probably eight to twelve people in that in that uh, mm -hmm. uh, large auditorium. I mean, I guess for me, the thing that looked intriguing was just that it's – they did a decent job with the trailer and that I was like, you know, oh, it's just some girl trying to get her life together. Oh, there's a monster. Like, oh, this will be interesting. Like, it's it's a different – We've like we've seen monster movies and we've seen the girl whose life is chaotic and has to fix it and they're putting them together and I'm like, that's cool. But, but I was wondering, like, will that get old or – it, there's there are some weird things in this movie where I just go, why did the director choose that? Like, why did why in the world? Like, there's there's a scene where um, Jason Sudeikis, who who plays the lead, he um, he kind of 
finds a way to, in a way, set his bar on fire. He has a very nice bar. And I went, what's this about? Like, this isn't, this mm-hmm. doesn't really support, uh, other than the alcoholism, you know, theme in it, this doesn't really support the thing. Like, there's weird shit that happens in this movie where I went, I don't know why this is in there. And there's that, you could so see why someone could hate the film. I could absolutely see that. <laughs> and by the way, if anybody's expecting this movie's gonna be funny, like I've heard, cause, you know. Yeah, it looks uh, like Jason it's quirky Zekas comedy and stuff, really, yeah. I found absolutely nothing that would anyone go, oh, ha, 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 that's fine. Wow. There's no, so it's humorless, too. Not. No, not, not, no, I wouldn't say humorless, mm. but it's not comedy. Right, okay. It's not trying to be a comedy. That's part not and, trying to be. You either. know, that is one of these things, and sometimes studios or distributors do this, where they've got a movie that doesn't fit into any type of genre, so they cut a trailer that makes it look like it's the wrong genre. Because I could see, I could yes. see based on what you're telling me, and from the trailer that I've seen, that I could see someone going, "Oh, this looks like it'll be kind of a funny, funny, quirky, funny, uh, quirky thing." And then comedy. you're like, and then they're gonna go, and they're like, "This isn't funny at all. Fuck this film." Yeah, I'm not gonna stay for the last ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know that anyone else wanted to leave. I did. Mm-hmm. I was, I was so Sounds close. Like C.J. Johnson wanted to leave. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> his, right? his review is hilarious. You have to read it on the site. It's I, uh, I like uh, C.J.'s funniest reviews are the ones when he hates a film. Yeah, well, the the last um, I would just say the last line of the film, like the last mm, thirty seconds, uh, sort of tied it all together and made the point for me. Okay. You know? Because um, okay. I just I didn't get that there was you know that she has this drinking problem. Uh, I feel like that. Uh, I mean, it, they they sort of make it clear in the movie, but it's not like you watch it and you go, oh, this is about that. It's not. You don't when you watch it, you won't say, oh, this movie's about alcoholism or addiction or whatever. Mm. But at the end, you might go back and go, oh, okay. Well, that's my prediction. All right. Okay. okay. I still want. I want to see it. I, I want to see it too, especially now that I'm hearing all these differing points of view. I know. I got to. I, I, I want to see it for myself. So now we have a uh, an indie sponsor. This, oh, snap. this show. This is really cool. I love when we get indie sponsors. Uh, this is uh, Here's to Life Movie.com. This is a rock doc based on the uh, Wonder Band from the '90s called The Refreshments. Now the uh, name of the movie is Here's to Life: The Story of the Refreshments. Now, I want to read, uh, as part of the ad read, I want to read the email that we got because this is kind of cool. Hey, guys, long-time listener to the podcast and just wanted to drop you a line and say thank you for all the great content over the years. Listening to your ups and downs making an independent documentary was really inspiring. That's good because sometimes we wanted to hang ourselves while doing it. Glad to uh, hear that it was inspiring. Today. And (laughs) (laughs) And helped me on my journey to do the same. I didn't go to film school, and most of what I know about filmmaking comes from YouTube, podcasts, and director's commentaries. I just finished watching Earbuds, and it's great. The film is a rock doc, um, and you can get it at herestolifemovie.com, and you can check it out on, uh, on Vimeo if you want to buy it and see it. Now, one of the things I wanted to mention is the refreshments, they, they were basically a one-hit wonder. Do you remember that band? Down like, Together. Yeah. They're from my hometown. Yeah, yeah, there you so go. So I used to go see them live Where are you okay. from? in college, Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Oh. Awesome. You know, yeah. everybody knows the world is full of stupid people. That's like their big refrain mm-hmm. in their uh, in their song. And, you went to uh, ASU. I went to ASU. I went to yeah, U of A. I grew, I grew up in Phoenix. You did? You went to U of A? Yeah. Oh, my God. I used to go. I mean, my friends went to U of A, so I was there all the time. Uh, <laughs>, laughs was my home club. Oh, dude. I started the first oh time. My I. God. My first real week was there. First time I ever did stand up was on campus, and then that was the club I started doing oh open mics God. at was laughs. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy, mm-hmm. man. But this. Um, so you've. You, 
I mean, I heard they were a great live band. I'm oh, they were some fantastic. Of the footage. They were and, fantastic. And it's Roger really, Klein. it's similar to the Colin Hay story where, uh, you know, it's kind of meteoric rise mm-hmm. and then the, everything just kind of fell off for them for a while. But the documentary kind of goes through all that and it's it's really interesting. And we'll have a review on the site from Lord Corette. He actually uh, watched the movie and oh, he'll wow. be reviewing it so you can check it out. Um, and it's it, it's a legitimate review. We don't just review for movies that sponsors pay us to do. <laughs> it's a real review. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, one of the things Lord Corette does is uh, he's a reviewer up in uh, New York. He won't review a movie that he um, hates. Like if he actually watches a screener and doesn't like it, he won't do a review. Like he doesn't like putting the negative energy into the world. However, he did it once with a movie called, uh, I think it was Rabbit Hole, about the couple whose yeah. kid died. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the funniest movie reviews I've ever read. <laughs> it's so- <laughs> Yeah, it's, Lord Corrette is sort of our uh, music expert, yes. f- music mm-hmm. film expert. So it'll he be curious. He did the music chapter in the book, too. Mm-hmm. It'll be curious to hear what he has to say. And you guys, yeah. this is a great, you know, this is an independent doc filmmaker yep. about a cool. It's what documentaries, what they're yeah. main to do is bring light to something you didn't maybe know of. And like if you, or if you're like Troy and you grew up and you're like, oh shit, I do want to know where this band is because I used to watch them when I oh, was yeah, in that college. Be, that sounds like a cool yeah. doc. Yeah. Like, it's directed by uh, Taylor Morden who uh, contacted us and uh, you definitely want to check it out. And I'll give you the URL again. It's uh, here's to lifemovie.com and you can check it out on Vimeo to uh, uh, buy it, rent it. Here's to lifemovie.com, guys. Rent it, you know, check it, buy it. Do it. Check out yeah. an, an, an support independent filmmaker. That's available exactly. now, you're saying. Yep. Available now, yes. Great. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to some trailers. Okay. So. Star Wars. The Last Jedi trailer. Mm-hmm. I fucking thought it was awesome. Yeah, I loved it, it. I thought it was the greatest thing. I thought it was great. I, again, I know it's a teaser. It's one of those things where it's, I just want more. I want to see more. I know specifically I'm not going to get more because that's the point. The big trailer will be will hit probably the summer, probably yeah. around there. We'll, we'll get the longer, more extended trailer. But you know, as a tease, of course, of course, it worked. It was, and the the opening is great. Seeing uh, her start to like get her powers as yes. she's on Luke's. I'm wondering, crazy if, Jedi Island or whatever. Yeah, it's. I, I think. How long are we going to see sad Mark Hamill? He like he really. It's like you see him like. Mm. Uh, uh, like they're like him almost in silhouette with his head bowed. You can tell there's like he's, yeah, he's not happy, Luke. And then he says, he's not the, going out and then for he power says, converters. The Jedi must end. Right. I love hearing that because it's it's like now we have whatever eight nine months of what what the what does, what, that, what, mean? What does that mean? And he's saying all this him? crazy stuff and Mark Hamill's saying crazy stuff in interviews. Like he's just enjoying yeah, the know, fact that nerds are flipping out. Jedi could be plural. It could be, you know, when I say the last Jedi, it could be more than one. Mm-hmm. It could be um, you know, it could be it could be just Luke. It could be Hitler and his daughter. It what could is, be it could be just Daisy. Who knows? What does he mean yeah, by that? Yeah, what does that? he mean by that? Yeah. And there's going to be mm-hmm. insane. There already is insane speculation. Sure, of course. And that will continue until the opening of the film. <laughs> Which maybe, hopefully, we'll see in Australia. Yes. We'll see if that happens. It'll be depend on Eric. <laughs> 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 what did you think of the trailer, again. Troy? Watching the the Star Wars trailer, uh, you know, I, I, it was. I mean, it wasn't a full trailer, right? Yeah, it was a, a, yeah, teaser. It was a teaser, and I and I felt like it did a great job of of uh, being a teaser, right? Yeah. Like it made me intrigued. I really like. I definitely want to see it. Like I would definitely see it the first weekend. Yeah, you know, based, just basically just a teaser. Like, all right, you got me. And the great the great thing is is 
the end of, of Force Awakens, we just like, oh, there's Luke. And so now we're going to get a whole movie of old man Luke Skywalker yes. basically being, he's now Ben Kenobi. Because he wasn't in it a lot in the first one. No, he was, it's the very <laughs> end. He's in like 10 seconds of the, of the right. movie. So now it's, this looks like it's his movie training his daughter well, on Jedi Island. One thing, yo, that'd be great if it was called Jedi, <laughs> Jedi Island. Island. Uh, J.I. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'm disappointed about about the these new movies is I'll never get to see the scene of Luke and Han together because of Han dying in the uh, right. in the episode. So it was always kind of when you always wanted to see that one reunion where that one shot where they're all together, you know, like getting medals like from the first movie. Yeah. So you won't get to see that. Um, and I think, you know, he's been Mark Hamill has been talking a lot about just the emotion of losing Carrie Fisher and, yes. and he, mm-hmm. he gave this interview. not going to be in the third one Carrie Fisher they announced oh really the, yeah mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of just the actual emotion of well Han Solo's character being gone but then Carrie Fisher actually being gone and as I was saying after watching Force Awakens why you know Force Awakens sort of I felt like had to do certain things to kind of get us back and reference the original three movies. And now we can just, this is just, this is a blank canvas for them to just go off and, and go into. Now we're on board with all this stuff. So now they can, they can be true. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. That's a great Mm -hmm. point. That's what I, that's what I'm so excited about. So I look forward to talking about this movie for the next nine months. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Next movie, Detroit about the uh, riots that happened in Detroit. looks like a, uh, Um, now, I, I want to talk about this trailer for a second because it's really uh, – it's a great trailer directed by Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. The Hurt Locker. Wow. Um, now, it's a very powerful trailer, and uh, one of the things I noticed about it is that it incorporated some horror elements to it, like to show how terrifying that the situation actually was for the people involved. Mm-hmm. Um and then it actually, I believe it uses, like in one of the cards, the words terrifying or yeah. or hard. And because if you watch the techniques of the way the trailer is put together, now the movie may not be shot that way, but the way the trailer is put together, it, it's tapping into that horror and fear of an actual horror movie to show you, you know, basically how terrible the, the situation is. So it was an interesting choice for the trailer editing. Well, that's the thing I liked about it is because it's showing you what being in the middle of an of a riot how it would be oh like, my god it would be it's, terrifying i felt like i was in the riot right. like I, th- mm-hmm. that was a super real trailer yes that's and that's what makes it you know it's it's her it's about an actual event mm-hmm. and um i was just watching on uh, hbo the all the way the lbj uh docu series or i don't know what you call it doc kind of docudrama or whatever where Brian Cranston plays uh, Linda Bates Johnson and, and Anthony Mackie who's also in Detroit plays um, Dr. King mm-hmm. and they're going off of and it's doing that thing that they did in this trailer for Detroit which is showing the actual footage of stuff that went down and then inter- integrating the, the the dramatized version with the actors and stuff like that so I don't know like and and Catherine Bigelow I love her film so oh she's good I'm really anxious to see this. I just wonder if America's going to already be in a full-blown riot. <laughs> this Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Mm-hmm. We'll probably Maybe Guardians not. of the Galaxy can calm everybody down. Yeah, that'll... <laughs> and the World War Three that we're on the verge with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, you want to go uh, to DVDs? Let's do it. All right, Split. This is the M. Night Shyamalan I never got movie. to see this. I no. was so, like... 
I know you, you keep I, saying you're like I, I was, know there's going to be a comeback somewhere. I, you know, and some people were saying this is his was his comeback movie. Uh, I'm skeptical. I haven't seen it. Maybe this is my chance now that it's yeah. available. I can watch it on VOD yes, or something. Yes, and see. Or uh, on a, are you getting on a plane soon? No. No. All right then. Yeah. I don't, have to be VOD. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any plane trips. I might. Yeah. Next is uh, Sleepless. This is the um, um, was it this the Denzel Washington movie? This is Aaron. Uh, this is yeah. A cop with a connection to the criminal underworld uh, secures a nightclub in search of his kidnapped son. Yeah, this is another Denzel. Uh, uh, Denzaken. Well, well, no, Jamie Foxx is in it. Like it's I don't know. It's a. It's a Taken movie. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it um, is. And now the founder. This is the one uh, movie about uh, Ray Kroc. And the uh, founder of the McDonald's no, founders. I, I like this. A lot of people kind of split on the founder. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it. I know you liked it more than I did. Yeah, a lot of people. I, I think enough people fell on your side of it, Chris. Is why it yeah. didn't get a lot of. It, they were hoping this was going to be like Oscar. Right. There was going to be a bunch of mm-hmm. nominations. Come. Did you see it? At no, all? I did not see this. One. It's 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 worth seeing. I think only because I would see it. It's 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 an, Ray Kroc has a very interesting story, and. Um, I like Michael Keaton. Right. So. I, yep, and he, you know, they don't sugarcoat uh, the horrible things that he did. No, no he was a, Ray Kroc was not a good guy. He was a, he was a, one of those old school just yeah. cutthroat. You know, and and it's one of the trivia for that film too was that uh, the Coen Brothers uh, were up to direct it, but then they couldn't with their schedule. I it, it, it I feel like it was a missed opportunity. I would have loved to have seen the Coen Brothers what they would have done with the story and how they would have directed it. Yeah, I feel like mm. they could have. Yeah. I think this director did a decent job with the founder. I, I agree, though. The Coen brothers, I think, would have brought it up yeah, to the, another so. level. Um, so next movie is Punching Henry. This is uh, our buddy Henry oh Phillips' uh, uh, sequel film. Now, you can actually see Punching the Clown on Comedy Film Nerds. We have it uh, for sale as a download right now. Did you see this? Okay, so uh, I've not seen Punching Henry. My one regret in life is that I didn't see it in the theaters. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen Punching the Clown probably, it's probably the only film I've seen more times than The Big Lebowski. Like, I'm <laughs> <Really>? serious. <laughs> um, that is a movie that I just like to have on. It's also a movie I like to sit down and watch because it doesn't miss a beat. It is it's like, a great movie. It, there's not a single mistake in the movie of like, oh, that's not funny. Right. Everything is relevant and funny. It, by the way, that movie is probably what eight came out eight years ago. Nine, yeah, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. I think we started carrying it a year or two later. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's every bit like every bit is relevant if, mm-hmm. if, it, if it came out today. So they remade it and uh, with a, a bigger all star cast. Um, but it's it's a sequel. It's not. It's a like sequel, a but it's yeah. also a blend. Like I guess there's some you know there's some similar scenes and stuff like that. A requel. Uh, requel. Yeah. But yeah, it's the sequel. It is. Uh, so I can't say anything about the. I've heard amazing stuff about Punching Henry, but Punching the Clown. Oh my God, fantastic! The thing movie. I loved about Punching great. the Clown is I can't wait for this. Uh, you know, there was a. For me, like a reasonable expectation of, I know this is low budget. I know he kind of slapped this together. So I'll cut it. I'll give it a lot of slack. Right. But like you say, I was like, no, no, man, this is a solid movie. movie. Like this, Mm -hmm. it it really has. And he, the way he was cast and the people that were used in it, Ah. I was like, this is really amazing. It's the same director that did. Uh, punching Henry that did uh, Punching the yes. Clown. Yeah, uh-huh. and and by the way, Mike Judge became a huge fan of Henry from watching Punching the Clown and then helped produce this film. Nice. Oh, that's great. I mean, uh, the and, thing, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, J.K. Simmons in this? Yeah. Like, yes. It's unbelievable. Well, that's the thing that I always, I'm, you know, we've all probably known Henry Phillips for a long time that I loved about him is, so when I started on the road is the guitar acts were usually these hacky, right, exactly. hacky, right, awful. Exactly. They did song parodies. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just awful yes. song parodies. And the first okay. time I saw Henry Phillips at the Hollywood Improv, I was like, oh, yeah. this is what a guitar this comic what, should be. Right, yeah, a real yeah. one. He's A, a skilled musician, and B, yes. he's a songwriter. He's writing original funny songs. Right. Like a sta- he's a stand-up comic that can play the guitar. Right. Yeah. It, it's like it's like watching a guitar comic with integrity. Like right. you <laughs> now have, you know, because you're you're right. Guitar comics are known in the in the comedy world is like oh boy oh, you're like gonna get comics. you're gonna get up mm-hmm. like kind of like a prop you're gonna get huge applause breaks you're gonna have a big closer and you're gonna and it's and there's gonna be parodies. no substance it's gonna yeah. be all parodies that any kid could write in, in you know in the seventh right. grade uh, Henry stuff is uh, profound it's super super smart and by the way that's even the, he probably would be bigger if he did dumber stuff. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that really probably <laughs> would course. be bigger. That's a, fun, and a that's funny the thing, you know, you know yeah. he's battled with that. And I've talked to him about that before. Like, it's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if he wrote just dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, like the stupid Joe thing. And that's the good. That makes the point. Like stupid Joe in, in Punching the Clown just makes the worst, yeah. stupidest, <laughs> oh. like just replace a word in the song line and then make the parody. Right. Yeah. It would be more like him. Yeah, right, like stupid right. Joe, and he's literally called stupid it's Joe. It's called stupid Joe. Just yeah. sings about diarrhea and yeah. sold, sold a million units. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> you know, and so it's just it's unbelievable that that he's kept his integrity all this time, and he's truly Henry. And he, his his web stuff has gotten success, like his uh, cooking with Henry and the uh, you and your damn coffee, all that stuff. Oh, has I didn't done, know that. Oh God, it, I, I I don't know if it's Jash or somebody big produced. Uh, you and your fucking coffee or something like that it's called and those are short like really they look like super high end really big budget shorts and they're just simple things of Henry oh, asking for YouTube? coffee yeah they're on YouTube when yeah we'll have to email we'll have to have him back on the show we yeah. haven't had him on oh my god while. he's un- unbelievable stuff so he's he's one of the most talented people out there and probably one of the most underrated people and you know when you talk about the the music we don't think of guitar comics with integrity and that's how it is in Australia. Like puppeteers are respected there because uh, comic pup, they have a guy uh, named Sammy J and Randy, and and uh, he. It's like Jeff Dunham is what we think of as right. as like a ventriloquist type yeah. of thing. Sold a million units. Sold a million <laughs> units. Like that. That's our stupid Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. But over in Australia, they actually have integrity ventriloquists. Like it's hard to imagine that as an American. Wow. Like you wouldn't even believe. Now he did set list. A bunch of times, and I was like, "Oh my God, he's amazing!" And and then I watched his act, and I was like, "Oh, this is so different! Like, it's it's amazing! Like, it's not like the crap that we are right. used to here." So you know, there's people oh, yeah, out there. Oh yeah, if you say uh, going on the road, you're like, "Oh, the ventriloquist, oh, the guitar actor, just like oh, <laughs> right, right, yes. right." Like some well, married I know I'm not headlining. And you're like, "Oh God, <laughs> right. this is gonna be brutal." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But They're there's some people who do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I MC those kind of acts, and they were they, those acts were always the biggest pains in the asses, and they would get mad at you if you said the wrong intro. Oh man, or oh, didn't plug oh, yeah. their CDs didn't at pl- the end. <laughs> yeah, right, you'd just be like, oh, I had this married couple, uh, T.C. Hatter and Marianne. Oh, I remember that. And he was a clown, and she played the clarinet. Yes. 
Oh and my it was God. like, ding, 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 and he would do this <laughs> dumb clown crap. And they would always get mad at you if you swore too much. Oh, right. It's opening right. for them. And yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I said, damn it. Like, I didn't, right. I wasn't swearing. And they're, oh, and yes, yeah, and they would give you. You could really mess up the clown vibe. Oh, uh, you're like in some, I remember like doing like a, a supper club in like northern Wisconsin and they're like giving me in the 50s yeah you did did supper northern Wisconsin still isn't that's the time zone there is 1953 (laughs) and I was like they were like giving me comedy advice and I remember just being like you're out of your minds like you have a clarinet and he's a clown that does balloon animals like who the fuck are you talking about yeah unbelievable punching Henry yeah yeah. (laughs) yes punching Henry Check it out, and uh, also Punching the Clown on CFN. You can check yep, it out. You can buy that. So now the site Spotlight Fan Feedback. Like I said, we were talking about, uh, check out all of the uh, interesting colossal reviews on the site right now. And also Neil reviewed Fate of the Furious. I have a feeling he's going to come down pretty similar to the way Graham and I did. And also there's reviews of Personal Shopper and Their Finest by C.J. Johnson. Uh, I want to mention we got a really cool um, – we got a really cool – tweet from Susan Long, who's been a longtime listener of the show, and she tweeted, thank you for my Easter present, uh, and it's, uh, I have seen the film Earbuds at uh, LA Podfest, now can't wait for the extras, and she did this really cool photo, so she got the gift pack, that was her level of uh, support support at, on the Kickstarter. That Aaron packed up? That Aaron? Uh, yeah, I shipped that. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see those photos, I go... I ship that. I ship that. <laughs> Aaron's Aaron's fingers touched your product. Yes. And he taped and it up. Lovingly likely, put it into a box. You can likely clone me with what's yeah. on those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So buy some products so you can get Aaron's DNA and yes. clone him. That's the main purpose of going to comedyfilmers.com. No, but Susan Long sent this really cool photo of the box it came in and then opens it up. This is, I'm like, I retweeted that. I was like, you should get a job as some sort of marketing person because it's yes. really it's better than this photos. She, we she put have. it on a pedal stool with velvet. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just really it's like wow that should be at a museum. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Susan Long. That's our uh, fan feedback. And also we are still shipping out Kickstarter rewards. Like Almost I said, we're, done. Do, we're doing them in uh, batches oh every week. We are getting very close. Uh, your reward tier. Um, we're still Aaron. We're in the hundred tier right now. Uh, yeah, we're in the hundreds international. And, and we're in the hundreds international, and then we'll be going up from there, but yep. uh, they will be going out quicker because there's less of you in those higher tiers. Our so fault we'll we're not doing the higher donors first. Yes. We, we should. We, you guys gave more. We, we really, that was our fault. So um, Thank you for your support. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate it. And like I said, sorry for the delay. It's been, as you know, it's been quite a journey, and but we were almost there, and we promise you, you get your rewards, you'll get them, um, and... Uh, every once in a while, we get a stray email from someone who um, missed the updates and didn't get the digital one. If you're one of those people listening and like, hey, I I'm do a digital reward, uh, just email info at comedyfilmnerds.com uh, with your Kickstarter info, and then we'll we'll set you up. Yeah. It's not too late. Um, coming out this week. Born in China. Now, this is, is a, this? this is a uh, nature documentary. Disney's doing something interesting now. They have another uh, one of their I thought their this brands. was like another Matt Damon yeah, yeah. Playing, uh, <laughs> playing an or, Asian warlord. Well, yeah, he's fighting pandas. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's far too many pandas <laughs> yeah. on the planet. So um, Disney Nature is, is basically one of their brands that they put all these uh, nature documentaries out through, and this is one of them. And it, it looks good. It looks like a, um, a really good documentary. It's basically uh, uh, it, 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 the 
On IMDb, it says, Venturing into the wilds of China, born in China, captures intimate moments with a panda bear and her growing cub, a young golden monkey who feels displaced by his baby sister, and a mother snow leopard struggling to survive. Yes. This is directed by Juan Lu. That sounds like an overly dramatic description, but yeah, it sounds like a really good nature documentary. <laughs> well, I really put my announcer voice on yeah. when I did it because I really, I really wanted to ramp it up a little bit. That was bit. very good. Thank you. He's also done Chronicles of the Ghostly Tribe, The Last Supper, and, and Fast and Furious 4. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's done a bunch of movies that we haven't heard of in China that probably right. you know a billion people saw. Right. And uh, he doesn't care what people think of him in America. And the, <laughs> and the next movie he. is uh, mm-hmm. Free Fire. This movie, I saw the trailer and I'm thinking, well, this is um, for people who are just tired of waiting for the next Quentin Tarantino movie to come out. Uh, it's like it's really it's it's like a big like... a big gunfight in a period piece. Quippy dialogue. Uh, I'm yeah, in. I'm in. And uh, and a bunch <laughs> of guns. I I don't have your guys. Uh, I'm in this with this. It looks to me like um, I'm halfway. I'm like, well, it could be good, but I, also I think I've already seen it done better with. That's what I feel people. like to me. It's it's I feel. But like... it could be good. It could be a bad trailer. Mm. Yeah, maybe. We'll he see. did High Rise. He did the Doctor Who film, the same director. Uh, yeah. High Rise was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Sightseers. Are you still excited yeah. as I read this list? Mm, not as much. <laughs> yeah, I'm down about 10% since that the list. The trailer, I just couldn't do it, and I'm sorry. Army yeah. Hammer. I, I did. Okay, another 10%. Yep. So. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, next movie is Unforgettable. Again, now February used to be the dumping ground for we weren't sure where to put these movies that are, are look like oh, uh, terrible. This is a uh, a Catherine Heigl hands that rocks the cradle feel oh, kind of to it, like the the jilted ex wife who's like gonna get her family back at any cost. Yeah, the trailer for this, I was like, okay, I I don't know, I guess. March and April are so weird now. They, be- yeah. they become weird because it's like it's every like one weekend is a giant blockbuster and then it's a dumping ground film. Yeah, it's like a summer February mashup now. <laughs> yeah, it is. We just had Fast Eight and then this nonsense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. So I I, I, I think I think all mar- I think all studio marketing departments are in turmoil right now. Yeah, like oh we don't we don't know what to do. I don't know. That's like, true. Do I yeah. go see Colossal this weekend? <laughs> yeah. Or do I? Or do I just, you know. Put stock in watch, Netflix. Yeah. Or, or watch money. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's it. That's our that's program. Yeah, that's so, 366. Yep, Lock want, it down. Send it in the books. And we want to mention the Patreon again. We are almost at our first goal of two spoiler episodes a month. We really want to hit that goal. Uh, the first two goals are the most important for us t- as far as hitting uh, and growing the company because that will really not only launch more content audio wise, but it also launched the uh, relaunch of the YouTube channel. So yeah, I mean we want to we're we're videotaping these shows at the All Things Comedy Studio, which we love we love doing here, and uh, so we're going to be releasing clips of the movies from each like this uh, this show. You'll just see we'll drop the the one the discussion of Fate of the Furious clip and Power Rangers and Colossal and the Star Wars trailer. We'll release each one of those uh, as a separate clip, and you know. Earbuds, uh, we thought more of you were going to buy it. So uh, we'll just say that out loud. So that's... uh, We're still in a bit of a hole. Yeah, so we need some more cash from that. So So, that's one of the reasons the Patreon's going. So if you feel like supporting the Patreon... And I will say, uh, Graham's guilt trip has definitely worked. So here it comes again. Yeah, guess what, kids? We, Dad's not going to keep doing all of these fun things for you if you guys don't do your chores. So uh, I'll turn this podcast around. Um, so 
Uh, but yeah, we appreciate it. The page, those of you who have done the Patreon, it's awesome. You're going to get bonus content and, and yep, we're cool almost, extra stuff. We're really getting close to hitting that first goal of 1,000, and that would help us out tremendously. We really need to get to that 2,000 goal to really uh, make things go. But keep going. Like we said, a dollar, $2, $5, anything helps. Anything you can... Uh, um, you can subscribe to is is a, a bonus. If you could get to that twenty thirty one, great. But if you can't, so be it. Do and then the, we can because when we get to, at least when we get to a thousand, we can start doing two spoiler reps a month. Yes. And we're getting into the summer blockbuster season. We want to do, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. want to do more spoiler reps. Uh, we like doing it. But so that's uh, that's it. And then you know, share and all the other things you can do to support the show. Like it, subscribe. Uh, positive reviews all yes. that other stuff start start going to the youtube channel yeah and you can watch us uh watch our mugs say the same things yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you go to youtube and you like and subscribe there and share those videos and stuff like that that helps we got we're just starting with 200 and some subscribers but as a guy that's i started my uh political vigilante in january i had 164 subscribers now i've got 2800 Right, so it does grow. It does grow, and you see revenue build up from yep. that. And also, it won't just be the extra episodes. When we relaunch the YouTube channel, there will also be new and bonus content there as well. Yeah, we want to do more short films. There'll be all sorts of stuff. Interviews, we yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Troy Conrad, where can people find you on the internet? What do you got coming up? Uh, so I use Instagram most in terms of social media. It's really the main thing I use. So people can find me there. It's Troy Conrad's with an S at the end. Uh, and uh, Settler's Show. We're doing a big show at uh, Nerdmelt. We're the last Saturday of every month at Nerdmelt. So we got uh, Saturday, April 29th with Jay Moore, Kumail Nanjiani, Andrew Santino, who's in a great show coming up on Showtime called I'm Dying Up Here. Oh, I heard about that. I can't that. wait to see yeah, that. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, and then uh, people can check me out. If uh, people are interested in uh, headshots, uh, I do publicity stills, headshots, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Troy oh, Conrad good Photography. Good. Go to Troy mm -hmm. Conrad Photography if you guys need a photographer. And go to Set List. You if do you're a lot in of headshots? What's that? You do a lot of headshots? I do a lot of headshots. Yeah, I, exactly. And I work for all, all the festival, comedy festivals. Okay. Uh, I, I, do all the, I do a lot of stuff for CISO, uh, Comedy Central. I do a lot of live stuff for them. LA Podfest? Um, uh, I did. I've, I've shot a number of years at LA Podfest. <laughs> and uh, I love doing it. So, uh, yeah. And I, I get people. My thing is I get people more than just a headshot because that's only part of what you need. You need all the publicity stuff. You know, you need social media stuff, right. website, mm -hmm. banner stuff, all, all mm -hmm. that. So that's how I, I shoot with that in mind. So you that's, get a lot more than just, hey, here's my headshot. Now I got to go get another thing. A lot right. of headshot photographers don't do that. It's good you're do doing it do because you're, you're right. You need, you, you need a whole, like, suite of photos yeah. to go across all your different social media. Yeah. A friend of mine, just said, he goes, look, he goes, I, he, he shot with me. He goes, I don't need, he goes, I got the head, I just got headshots. I don't need them. I need stuff that when I post about it, like I post some new pictures, all my casting director and producer yeah. friends, all that, see that, and they go, oh, yeah, we got to get him in. And, uh, you know, that's an important part of, of, of this business we're in. So, uh, yeah, come see me about that. Awesome. All right. Uh, and, guys, check out Set List if you're ever in town. Yeah. Please check it out. It's a blast. And you can show, by the way, we have 60 episodes on YouTube uh, that was a Nerdist series. Nerdist produced uh, 60 episodes, so you can watch oh, great. all kinds of great people. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Go watch Go watch the show. If, if you can't see it live, go watch it. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's a blast. Um, thanks right, for guys. having me, you guys. Yeah, thanks for blast. being on the show, dude. Yeah, we, we, we made it happen. Um, that's our show, guys. Go and support all the stuff we've talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. And remember, we're at on Twitter, we're at Comedy Film Nerds, and uh, we're also on Instagram as well as Facebook. Yep. Uh, I'm at Graham Elwood. I'm, 
Okay. Yeah, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Chris J. Mancini on Twitter, and I'm also on Facebook, not on Instagram. Good for you. Yeah. It's too much already. It's too much. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Uh, and check out my show, Political Vigilante, on YouTube. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention, too, the graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away. It's uh, coming along really nicely. We have the entire thing laid out, and we hired a professional letterer, uh, Troy Petrie, who just came on board. So we're looking at, uh, uh, if you weren't a Kickstarter backer, we should be able to launch and be selling it, uh, hopefully, looking at the fall. Are those some drawings in the Dropbox folder? Did I see that? Uh, they might be. Yes. yes. I was like, I was in there looking at the YouTube videos. I was like, ooh, this is a long, going far away. Yeah. This looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I've yep. seen some early sketches, guys. They yeah. look good. Mm-hmm. They look good. He's he's, this, he's an amazing artist. Man. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because his art is like... It's my image of what Long Ago Far Away was. Me too, yeah. He's mm-hmm. taking it to another yep. place, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, he's but, a really talented artist. Found him through Geekscape, through podcasting, Jonathan London. Johnny London. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's our show. Thank you to Aaron, our fine producer and DNA I, enveloper. Yes. <laughs> Get some of his DNA, folks, <laughs> and clone him because yep. you need— We need more help in the office. We, <laughs> We need more help in the office. We don't need more. I personally don't need more St. Louis Cardinal fans, but we do need more help in the office. Go Cubs. Oh, my back. <laughs> yeah, now, that we apply, now that we apply ahead to get workers cop, he's always injured. He's always needing some sort of help. So clone him, guys. That's our show. Go to All Things Comedy. Thanks to them for letting us uh, use this space. Thank you, Troy Conrad. My name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han shot first.